Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Well, this morning we're going to continue our series on Disciples Are. And uh, today we're so glad that you're here and so glad that you're at home as well. And our prayer this morning is that you receive something from the Word of God as we continue this series and reading a very um, important text, probably an, an unquoted, underquoted text that I want to bring it to your attention this morning. Uh, in Matthew chapter 28, Jesus' words, if Jesus is saying it, we need to listen to it. But this is what, it's, what he says. He says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. A key thought from last week was this. Jesus never called us to be Christians. In fact, when the, the first term of the word uh, Christian was, was thrown out there and was used, it was being used in a derogatory way. The early believers were labelled as little Christ, Christians, followers of Christ. And when the word was first spoken, it wasn't spoken in a positive way. The world has messed up, I believe, what the true meaning of a Christian is, a, is, is meant to be and should be. In fact, if you ask a lot of people today, everyone's a Christian. Amen. Everyone's a Christian, but not too many people are disciples. And that's what we've been looking at and going to spend some time looking at this morning again, what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. And to do that, we're going to look at some uh, texts, um, some qualities or some, some hallmark um, um, aspects of what it means to be a, not just a Christian, but to be a follower of Jesus Christ, to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And over the month of February, we're going to be looking at different qualities and attributes. And last Sunday morning, we looked at Jesus to be a disciple of Jesus. We need to live a life that is surrendered to him. Amen. A life that is surrendered to him. And we looked at this phrase, I want to share it with you this morning. God is not looking for perfect obedience in our lives. None of us can do that. But what God is looking for, he's wanting perfect, perfecting obedience in each of our lives. And I said it last Sunday morning, I want to say it again. The best version of you and I is the surrendered version of you and I. The most joyful version of you and I is the surrendered version of you and I. The most fulfilled version of you and I is the surrendered version of you and I. And that's the first quality that we looked at of being a disciple of Jesus. Amen. Because Jesus didn't call us to be Christians. Jesus called us to be disciples. And there's a huge difference between the two, the two today in our world and the, the time that we're living in. So he's wanting us to be his disciples. Well, today we're going to look at another quality of a disciple and we're going to see that disciples, one of the qualities of being a disciple's or a disciple of Christ, is that disciples are all about serving others. One of the qualities of being a disciple is that we are about serving others. Amen. I look around and I see so many people in this building that are committed to serving God, those that are at home as well, and I congratulate you for that. Amen. But one of the qualities of being a disciple is that we are committed to serving other people. In fact, Jesus' words I want to read to you today out of the book of Matthew, chapter 28, the Living Bible, says this, his words to us today, your attitude, my attitude, our attitude must be like my own. For I did not come to be served, but to serve. Don't you love that this morning? Have a look at it there on the screen. Your attitude must be like my own, for I did not come to be served, but to serve. Amen. Don't you love that this morning? If his disciple 
excuse me, if I'm his disciple, then my attitude must be like his, that my life is to reflect his, and I can do this only by humbling myself and being committed to serving other people, amen. Disciples serve others. And my great fear today in the church is that much of the church has lost sight of what it means to be called servants of Jesus Christ. In fact, I think a lot of the time today across the life of the church, there is such a consumer Christianity that's taking place. Not so much in Shell Harbour Community Church though, amen. Not so much in Shell Harbour Community Church. You are an absolutely amazing group of people that are committed to the cause and are serving God wholeheartedly in so many areas. But much of the church today has this consumer mentality. Many Christians today treat the church like they would a restaurant or a shopping mall. And the main focus is that the church exists to meet their needs. That's how many people can view the church today, like a restaurant or a mall. What am I going to get out of it when I go to it? And I believe Christians think that by serving, they're going to lose something. It's going to cost them something. But I want to say this, as a disciple, being a disciple, we know that we are called to meet the needs of those around us and around them and discover that there is a great joy that comes from serving. Amen. And so this morning, I want to encourage us out of a text of Scripture. Jesus' words in John chapter 13, he speaks about serving, but he mentions something at the last part that we want to bring to your attention this morning that I believe that will help you. If you're here today or at home, you might be here this morning and you're not serving yet, or you have been serving and you've stopped serving, I want to encourage you today here in the building and at home about your commitment to serving God by serving those around you. So Jesus says something interesting out of this scripture in John chapter 13, 12 through to 17. It'll be up there on the screen. It says, so, so when he had washed their feet, taken his garments and sat down again, he said to them, just stopping right there. So when he had washed their feet. Excuse me. When he had washed their feet. I think about that there. The picture that he's trying to present to us about the power of serving others. And he paints the picture by washing the feet of the disciple. I mean, that there is just so profound, but we'll move on. He says, and he sat down again and he said to them, do you know what I've done to you? You call me teacher and Lord and you say, well, for so I am. If I then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also need to wash another's feet. For I've given you an example that you should do as I have done. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who sent him greater than he who sent him. Listen to this here right now about the power of serving. He says, if you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. If you know these things, then blessed are if you think about it. If you ponder the thought, if you meditate about it, if you write it down somewhere. No, he says, you will be blessed if you do them. So the question that I want to ask this morning is this, how are we blessed when we serve? How are we blessed when we serve? And the first thought this morning is this, number one, when we serve, we experience deeper fellowship and we experience a sense of belonging. We experience deeper fellowship and a sense of belonging. People unite around a common cause. It's where we get to know each other and when the walls are broken down. You know, I've seen people that, that just flourish when they're serving God the way that he's called them to. 
Amen? When you become a part of a, a, an area in the life of the church and you, you start to serve in that area, people start to flourish. In fact, if you're feeling isolated, then I want to encourage you, start to serve. If you're not feeling connected, if you're feeling a little bit disconnected, you might be at home today feeling a bit disconnected, I want to encourage you the greatest way to overcome that sense of isolation or disconnectedness is by serving, amen. Because when we start to serve, we experience a deeper fellowship. If you're feeling isolated, begin to serve. Isolation destroys our faith. Fellowship through service builds our faith. Amen. Encourage you today. If you're feeling a little bit isolated, then there's great strength to gain when we serve others together. Amen. When we serve others together in Jesus' name. So the first thought out of that, blessed are you, if, the do, if you do them, number one, we experience deeper fellowship, a sense of belonging. Number two, we experience a greater sense of significance. A greater sense of significance. Much of the world would tell us that life is about gaining success. Success comes and goes, but significance remains, amen. When we're committed to following him, and doing as he's called us to do. So number two, we experience a greater sense of significance. When we start to do what we design for, there's a come, there comes a great sense of significance. I love this scripture here, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It says, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do nothing. Amen. To do nothing. No, what does it say there? to do good works, which he prepared in advance for us to do. I love that thought there, that you and I are a creation of God, made in his image, amen. Hallelujah. I don't care what you say about yourself when you are in the mirror, you are made in the image of God, amen. You are created masterfully and purposefully by God. You are, you are shaped and fashioned for God for a purpose, Amen. Before the foundation of time, the Bible says that that was God's plan. He saw you in the future and he planned you and shaped your life and prepared that you would commit to doing the good works that he brought to your life. The opportunities that he would present to you in the needs of those people that are around you, amen. And when we start to serve in that area, we start to sense a greater sense of significance about our lives. Why? Because we're doing what we were shaped and created to do. Many people today go, oh, you know, my, my, my church life is so boring. My Christianity is this. And ma da da list just goes on and on and on. But I would say the same people that if you look at their lives, they're not serving anywhere. They're not using the gifts and the abilities that God's given them, the skills that God's given them. You see, when we start to do what we were shaped to do, there's a greater sense of significance that starts to happen in and through our lives. Why? Because we were shaped that way. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad I'm not up here song leading on Sunday mornings? Aren't you glad about that? Because I'm not shaped and gifted for that. Rach Spinelli is, and she's awesome and the team. For me this morning, you know, and for each of us this morning, we might be seeking a greater sense of significance in our relationship with God. I want to say it's found as we serve. You see, disciples serve others. Disciples are committed to serving others, amen. Serving in our grace zone. What does that mean? God's designed the perfect place for you to serve and giving you the talents and skills to do it. And when you do it, you love it. 
But I tell you what, you won't know what that is and you st- until you start the journey of serving. Until you, until you start to pick up that basin and that cloth and look around you and see where are the needs and start to serve people, you won't discover the significance that God has for you until you do that. He just said, blessed are you if you do them. I find that many people, many people just think about it, but aren't committed to taking it across the line and doing something about it, amen. We can have wondrous thoughts, but until the rubber hits the road, we're not going to experience the joy and the sense of significance that comes out of serving other people, amen. Third thought, as we get to conclude this morning, is this, number three, as we serve others, we experience a deeper joy. Would anyone like a deeper joy this morning? Oh, no one. Okay. How come you're not rolling around in your seat there and on the, on the aisle? Just I'm so full of joy. It's just ridiculous how full of joy. The truth this morning, anyone want to experience more joy? Absolutely. 100%. Well, I want to say this morning, it comes as we serve others. Serving others change changes our lives. Studies have proven over and over again, people who go on to serve others after they retire, live longer and experience a great sense of joy and satisfaction. Why? Because we were made to serve. Three of you. I have to preach harder, my friend, amen. We were made to serve. You were made to make a contribution and not just to consume. God made you to make a difference. And what matters most in life is not how long you live, but how you live. Hello? Excuse me. What matters most is not the duration of your life, but the donation of your life. Hello? Not the duration of your life, but the donation of your life. If you feel like you've lost your joy, it's probably because you're not and have stopped possibly serving others. Well, I'm here today to encourage each of us this morning about the power that comes as we serve. Jesus said, if you do these things, you will be blessed. What's that mean? If you serve like he showed us to serve, if we humble ourselves and serve those that are around us, he said if we do that, if we follow his picture, his example that he set us, then he said that we will be blessed. What is the word blessed defined as in the New Testament? To be happy, amen. To be happy. So if we want more joy, if we want more significance, if we want more uh, 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 a sense of belonging, deeper fellowship, then we do that by learning what it means to serve. So I want to finish this morning in the next few minutes with this question. How can we as disciples serve the way that Jesus did? Good question. How as we as disciples serve the way that Jesus did? Well, I want to say this, serving like Jesus means being available. Serving is deep, isn't it? I know. You've got to go to Bible college to understand this. Serving like Jesus means being available. A lot of people talk about the steps of Jesus. Not too many people talk about the stops of Jesus. Talk about the steps of Jesus, but not too many talk about the stops of Jesus. Listen to it here. 
In Matthew chapter 20, verse 30 to 32, two blind men shout out, Lord, have mercy um, on us. Jesus stopped and called them. What do you want me to do for you? Duh. But listen to what it says there. Jesus stopped and called them. We talk about his steps, but we need to be reflecting on all the stops, all the times that he made himself available, all the times that he would just stop what he was doing, all the times that he would just stop the, the, in mid-sentence, all the time that he would just stop where he was heading. He would stop and he would see the need and he would make himself available in the moment. That's how we serve like Jesus serves. We make ourselves available. In fact, the Good Samaritan, we know the story that Jesus spoke in the book of Luke. The Good Samaritan, what did he do? He what? He stopped. Amen? Are you willing to make stops? Are we willing to make stops? Or are our goals and priorities too important to stop to serve someone? Just as we conclude this morning, believe this. The number one enemy of serving is that we just get too busy. In fact, I heard it said that the enemy's greatest ploy against us is just to make us busier and busier and busier. But I believe that God's calling us to redefine and understand that disciples, his disciples, are committed to serving other people, amen. It's one of the hallmark attributes of being a follower of Christ that we're committed to serving, we get too busy, I'm so busy, I don't have time to serve. I've got my agenda, I've got my plans, I've got my dreams, I've got my goals, I've got my ambitions. But listen again to the words of Jesus as we conclude this morning. Your attitude must be like my own, for I did not come to serve, to be served, excuse me, but to serve. This morning as we get ready to pray, I want to ask the question today. Who and how are you serving? Who and how right now are you serving? This morning you might be here and you're thinking, well, I'm, I'm not really serving in area, any area this morning. Well, I want to encourage you. And at home as well this morning you might be thinking, well, I don't, I'm not serving in an area. Can I encourage you with all of my heart this morning that serving is one of the qualities of being a disciple of Jesus. But as Jesus promised us, as we commit to serving, our joy, his joy will be in us. Amen. Can we just bow our heads this morning as we pray together? Jesus, we want to thank you this morning for the great example that you've set us. You showed us that picture of washing the feet of your disciples. And Lord, today we just thank you right now. You're calling us to be your disciples that would walk after you, that would walk according to the ways that you have for us. And Lord, we thank you this morning that one of those ways is to simply to take on the attitude of a servant. So Lord, today, right now, we just ask that you would speak to our hearts in the coming weeks even, that you would show us the areas that you're calling us to serve, the people that you're calling us to serve, the areas that, Lord, you've shaped us to make a difference in. And so, Lord, today, we want to thank you for your faithfulness in leading us and guiding us. And everybody said, amen, amen and amen. Well, why don't we give the Lord a round of applause this morning? We love you, Jesus.